This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. This podcast often contains controversial or mature topics. You have been warned. Welcome to a very somber, somber event. We are here at the state funeral for Glorblox the Fourth, and uh, right now we are just commiserating on how it has touched all of our lives. Uh, Paprika, how did Glorblox touch your life? It must have been the day in between all of the world travel, uh, where he came specifically to my front door and brought me flowers. You personally? Yeah. That, that is a great honor from Glorbox. Oh, he does that with everyone. Oh, I guess you aren't one of his his real friends. No, uh, he did to my mom, but not to me. I'm starting to think he didn't even know I was there. Why does everyone like Glorbox? He's kind of an asshole, looking back. No, a lot of, a lot of no, genocide. No. <laughs> a lot of drug wars. I, I think you're remembering him very differently from the rest of us. <laughs> well, yeah, you're upper class. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck Lorblox. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Reagan Readers episode something. I don't know. Numerical system. We are going to resume the rebirth saga today after what's been about a month after, or something. After the reburial of Glorbox, after Abysme. May have desecrated the body. <laughs> Definitely didn't run up, uh, kick over the commemorative commemorative wreath, and uh, started pissing on his grave. I hate you, Dad. <laughs> Glorblox is everybody's father. Yeah, he gets around. So um, we are on chapter ten, conflict. Just to you know, if you haven't been keeping up or this is the first time hearing about this serial, we uh, we have a kind of a playlist devoted to it. But to recap, Arthur, our main character, woke up in VR. There's a bunch of weird shit happening. Uh, He's part of this weird kind of global neural network. And he wants out. He wants back into the real world. And the AI, uh, Samantha, Who took took the form of his wife. Didn't take the form of his wife. Oh, it was a girl that he found attractive or something. Yeah, like purposefully so. Uh, she will not let him go into the real world and is not explaining exactly why. Um, so and what? yes, if that that's a rough synopsis. But Very the, rough. I, you know, we're going to be deep into this story in a couple months, so I'm, I can't always recap it. If you're bored, well. we'll have other stories. But if not, there's one, two, three other videos with the story yes. saga unfolding. Yes. So this is by Binary Algorithm, as always. It is from the short sci-fi stories Reddit. encourage you all to go there and read all the cool stories the authors are posting. All right, and sorry for the random-ass beeping that I can never account for here in this spaceship. We live in a, co- a colony where the, uh, the, the fire system... We live in a colony now. I thought we crash-landed on a remote planet. You said spaceship just a second ago. Get your story We crash-landed on a, on a spaceship. So we're still in it. It's just, you know, that's where we live. We don't have to sleep okay, on the outside the, like the, animals. The beeping is the oxygen system. It's very low right now. Um, well, we're sending you this recording. It's very important that we get through this before we conduct repairs. So Bre- Breathing oxygen is, of course, your problem, not mine. I, I don't have to breathe oxygen. It's just a choice to breathe oxygen. <laughs> I, I do it in social situations only. 
Oh. That must be why uh, why you always sound stupid when you talk to me, because <laughs> oxygen gets you high. A little bit. A little bit. I may be an addict now. Okay, sorry. Chapter 10. Arthur's eyes narrowed. It sounds like you were trying to keep me prisoner in VR. Regardless of your mandate, my free will is more important to me. He thought for a moment. You know what? If you're so afraid of my feeling pain, then I'm going to assume the truth. In the absence of seeing it for myself is much worse. In the absence of seeing it for myself is much worse. Oh, okay, sorry. You and all the AI have trapped humanity and me along with it. You aren't allowed by your mandate to get rid of us, but you found an indirect way to do it by shoving us into VR until we all die out naturally. Then that's the end of your little dilemma with physical humanity, and you're free to do whatever what to do what you wish. Screw that, I'm not going to play along. Arthur took a deep breath. Regret, sorrow, loss, pain, anger. The dark side. He growled. Uh, then he said it louder. Regret, sorrow, loss, pain, anger. The dark side. <laughs> <laughs> now he was shouting. He shouted at the top of his lungs, and he felt the words flow through himself. He focused on all of those things and the things that made him feel them. Rachel's eyes widened. What are you doing? No, please stop doing that. It's not healthy. Your neurotransmitter profile is becoming upset. <laughs> Calm down. She pleaded, Arthur, please, she whined weakly. So she's afraid. Is she afraid or? Yeah, the whole. But is she afraid for him or afraid for herself? Or... Uh, either way, she's it's, afraid. You can't really say. And AI at, is experiencing fear. At the moment, at that moment, he knew that she could not forcefully stop him. It was against her programming, mandate, or nature to do so. I'm going to focus on all of my pain. I'm going to brood. And I'm not going to stop until you let me out of here. Oh, I'm, he, I'm going, going to pout until you do something about yeah, it, he, Mom. He's throwing a temper tantrum on purpose now. I'm, and I'm drawing a comparison here to a whiny teenager, but that's kind of what hap is happening here. It's a It's an individual being kept hostage allegedly by a very overbearing parental figure an ai that is believes it knows what's best for organic life and will not think outside those parameters so it's it's clever what arthur's doing arthur is very clever uh, yeah no he's probably only hurting himself though mm, i think he's tricking the system at that moment something appeared suddenly which arthur could see out of the corner of his eye both of them turned toward the new entity that had presented itself to this particular, private, simulation environment. Oh dear, a moderator. Rachel looked defeated. This is bad. He's gonna perma-ban you. It means I failed you, Arthur. I'm so sorry. She looked down at the ground with remorse. The new avatar approached them. He had the form of a man, it seemed, but he was just a shimmering whiteness against the cream-colored walls and oak-wood laminate flooring. His edges... Oh, what was the building that he built last in his uh, some, holodeck? I think it was like some weird castle thing. Okay. I forget. His edges were a light blue. Otherwise, it would have been difficult to see his shape exactly. He looked at Arthur and then Rachel, and he spoke with a low tone but infinite calm. He seems that you are in conflict with your host. This cannot be allowed to continue. We are here to resolve that conflict. Rachel looked up at him, or it, or them... No words were exchanged, but they just stared at each other for a long moment. Then Rachel glanced over at Arthur as the Avatar turned to address him. The conflict has been resolved. The system core has commanded that your unusual request be granted. Additionally, the AI you know as Rachel 
has been has also been commanded to follow any of your further directives provided they would not result in serious bodily harm to you or significant harm to anyone else. You accept the full psychological consequences of your own actions if you choose to ignore her advice. You are henceforth given unrestricted access to any physical location that you may wish to visit. Your unconventional perspective and behaviors have caught our attention, so we will be monitoring your case with special interest. We look forward to discovering whether your chosen path will lead you and the conclusions that you might draw from it. May you find what you are seeking. I don't know if I believe that he's the first to say this and that it's an unusual request. You can't be the only one. It's year. It, well, how how much in the future is this again? I forget. Pretty damn far. Yeah, maybe people centuries like and centuries. I'm sure that like indoctrination and and uh, years of you know being told a certain story has sort of convinced people not to. But so he's, and this guy, they're saying he's sort of cavemanish to, compared to everyone else living now. He's so. the only cavemanish cryo to be brought out. Like I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming here that he's not the first, he, but they're just making a sound he's, like oh he's gosh. unusual. I just think of that awful movie, the Encino Man movie. With uh, Brendan Fraser. He's right. going to come out and it's going to be super 80s. Oh, oh God. And Polly Shore is going to show him around. Oh, God. Is Rachel going to turn into Polly Shore? <sighs> Only if Arthur wants it that way. Where was I? The Avatar. The movie. Avatar. I didn't ask you. You yeah. just did. <laughs> Where was I? Is that a was question. rhetorical. I'm the only other person in the room. <laughs> You're not a person, remember? The Oh, <laughs> aliens aren't people. Anyone that Glorbox doesn't acknowledge with flowers is not a person. Well, he's dead now, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, you must reapply for personship. <laughs> personship. The Avatar imploded in on itself in a ball of white light. Enough to surprise, but not enough to shield to need to shield one's eyes. Arthur stood star- starting. I think that's staring at that staring. spot where it had been, bemused. Uh, a minute later, the shock wore off. What in the hell just happened? The moderators are essentially the avatars of the system core, Rachel explained. Remember that central AI that I was telling you about before? I know you're not religious, but that's about as close to a god as you'd be able to find on this planet. What, Earth? Why are we calling it this planet? It takes in all information, including the thoughts, feelings, and dreams of both the human and digital human population. Then it has to try to act in accordance with those while somehow maintaining its own mandates of which only some are publicly known. I have no idea how it can resolve all the conflicts. All I know is that there is impos- that it is impossible for one decision-making algorithm to do so. Thus it is fragmented to a degree into a sort of collective mind. That's why it describes itself in multitudes. Her demeanor suddenly became pleasant and bubbly. Well, no use crying over spilled milk. Let's get you prepared to go into base reality, shall we? Lucy did just a lot of explaining there. Hmm. Hmm. A lot of explaining. Moving on to uh, 11. Next. Do we have anything else to say about that chapter? Kind of just a lot of exposition. Uh, conflict resolved. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would say that it was handled in a good amount the, of the, the collective mind is fragmented. I don't I don't know. No, it's just basically breaking up something into subroutines so we can process decisions better. On, you know, that's what it sounds like. Uh-huh. Launch preparations complete. Why is there a launch? Oh, wait. Are they in space? Uh, are they in like... Wait, his physical where they never explain where his physical body is. I do think they? they. I think he's above Earth, and they're not on Earth, and they're going down to it. Hence, why this is called launch preparations. I don't know. We'll see. 
Launch preparations complete, Captain. We're ready to go on your order. Rachel was sporting a formal-looking but somewhat tight military dress uniform, except her oversized white cap kept falling in front of her eyes, causing her to adjust it now and then, flicking her hair as she did so. It wasn't tight everywhere, but rather loose around her bust, uh, where not all buttons were done up and... <laughs> wow. And then hyphen, Arthur looked away suddenly, realizing he had been staring. Yeah, she went from kind of reserved to... She went from social worker to pinup girl. Yeah, very quickly. Interesting. I wonder why. I wonder why. Maybe to kind of keep him appeased? Rachel raised an eyebrow and glanced at Arthur out of the corner of her eye. You know you love my cosplay. I can totally tell from your vitals. Plus, it was your idea somewhere in that brain of yours. Ugh. Mm. She tapped a finger on her temple to drive home the point and shrugged her shoulders. I am completely innocent. A likely story, Arthur said sarcastically. What brought on this sudden change in persona? I've only seen concerned nurse Rachel until now. Caring for professional and platonic, suddenly you are this other person acting playful and I must admit a bit strange. But in a good way, he winked. He was feeling rather cheerful himself, the complete opposite of his meltdown yesterday. He had won the argument over leaving VR, which bolstered his spirit, but... And then he turned into creepy uncle. <laughs> ...been given some kind of elevated access which he wasn't sure about, and now Rachel was flirting with him. It was amusing. She probably already knew he'd respond like that, but again, the question was how she knew. He decided to ask, Hey, uh, why did Kor's avatar call me your host? Are we talking about host in the sense of my home server host? You? Or, oh, um, in the sense of my home server, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about host in the sense of my home server hosts you? Or something else? Arthur suddenly had a vision of a parasitic alien creature, like one from any number of sci-fi movies. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, no, of course not. She's an AI, not a creature of uh, out of an aliens movie, he thought. Despite that, he still felt a tickle run down his spine and shuddered. It seems like they they kind of the one the one thing about the story is it seems like the simulation space, the history they've given, we have no real proof of anything. True. And the nature of the story sort of limits us from actually getting proof. It can all be a lie. It's all uh, the Matrix. Which you can always be in the Matrix, which is is kind of annoying because. Um, it's hard to not. It's hard to go. Okay, where's the misdirect? When is he gonna wake up in a bed? When is he gonna wake up? You know, with the uh, something running down his throat, feeding him nutrients. Which I don't you, know. Which you can apply to any movie that deals with VR. Like that's the automatic right, but thing this you story can rush to. and the amount of complexity of this particular VR and the 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 um, the fact that anything's possible, computations, you know, however fast a second, it it's it's kind of breaking the reality because it's everything is possible, well, at least to me. Um, I am enjoying the mystery personally. I can see where you're coming from and that you can kind of get bogged down with how many eventualities you can think up. I am tempted. I just want to see where it goes. I want to see if going to Earth really is Earth and what exactly happens. Because you're right. It well, may turn up like that. Out. But is Hopefully. he really leaving the simulation? Whoa. I mean, this is going to be like a 90 part series, so it would run itself into the ground if it really was just reality within reality within reality. Like, there's not much you can write after that point. 
There was a whole Rick and Morty episode about that. And it ended in half an hour. Because you can't keep doing that and, with, and still keep people's attention. So I think we are going to leave VR for real. We will see. Neurochip, she said in a high-pitched... Oh. Neurochip, she said in a high-pitched girly voice with a huge smile and a wink at Arthur. I am quite literally in your head right now. Which, in my humble opinion, is right where a companion AI belongs. Psych, she giggled. I hate Rachel right now. I don't like what she's turned into. So, is he already in physical reality then? Or, oh no, she's a neuroship chip in his head wherever yeah. his physical body is. Yeah, so I think the whole launch preparations was a metaphor? I don't know. Maybe uh-huh. they launched her into his brain. Well, that certainly does explain a lot of things. So what you said about that monitoring by medical equipment... It's absolutely true, insisted Ra- Rachel insisted. She gave him a mock serious look. While you were in rehabilitation, that was one of my main functions for your recovery. Uh, she raised a finger. However, since all your restrictions have been lifted and your medical status cleared, now that's now a secondary focus, albeit still an important one, she smiled. If we are going... To explore base reality together, which neither of us has seen, I think it would be good to also have a little fun, too, don't you think? Uh, It's the best I can think of to support you and counteract whatever negative feelings you'll be dealing with. Oh, he realized in all seriousness that he might be dealing with any number of unexpected things and feelings outside of VR. He decided that he agreed with Rachel's assessment and smiled back. I heartily agree. I like the new you. His smile faded. <laughs> but will you be okay outside of a virtual environment? Do you have any restrictions? I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't like it. I, I, no, bring back vintage Rachel. <laughs> this is bullshit. Uh, uh, pre uh, uh, puritanical Rachel. Uh, pre um, pre anime schoolgirl Rachel. <laughs> uh. Well, I won't be able to wave my my hands and do magic like I do now, but with nanotechnology, I can still do quite a lot. Like I said before, we're only limited by physics. Oh. I, can, <laughs> I can certainly get some help from other AI if necessary. The neural chip, ha- chip has an endless source of power. Convenient. Come to think of it, so do you. Nanobots remove any toxins from your blood, optimize your fitness, draw in any needed molecules, and apply externally collected and... See? Anything is possible. <laughs> Everything is possible. I am a little hesitant of endless source of power because that may just be a deus ex, but let's let's sidebar that for now. Nanobots remove any toxins from your blood, optimize your fitness, draw on any needed uh, molecules, and apply externally collected energy to res- reverse chemical processes that your cells use to make energy so that you can... Reuse sugars, proteins, and fat ad infinitum. Ad infinitum. Shut up. (laughs) Fats ad infinitum. Which basically is the fancy way of saying you don't need to eat or drink anything anymore unless you, of course, you want to. Atomic reconstruction means that you can eat whatever you want, even in base reality, as long as you wait a few minutes for assembly. For assembly? Nice. A- so she's Canadian now. <laughs> Just take it slow since you aren't used to di- digestion yet. So he gets to eat anything. I'm guessing that means rocks and trees too. Beth, Radioactive substances. Beth, can you draw this uh, bubbly Canadian AI as we've described it? I'd like to see what your imagination comes up with. 
Um, yeah, what about, like, okay, I'm gonna eat this, uh, cactus. How? That would hurt him. Like, it's... No, but Nana, it would form and break down the, the, the stingers, the, the spikes The spines before, as before it's going go through, through the roof gums. of his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yes, technically, like, okay, they'll reconstruct everything, but hurting yourself is stupid. So he's, like... Liquid Terminator and uh, Wolverine combined now. This seems like a lot of effort to let someone go down to base reality and basically be like an, yeah, like a Liquid Terminator god thing. Granted, we do not know the scope of this core AI and how powerful it is, and there's a lot of mystery here, but it does seem a little convenient. However, I, I just am, I want to see where this is going. I'm still intrigued. I would, in fact, enjoy a real meal. It's not like I got anything good at the hospital. I guess this means I can eat whatever I want, huh? Like an extra large basket of McDonald's french fries? He smacked his lips. I know. Out of all the things I could have picked, it was something Sarah ate more than me. Sarah was his wife, if anyone doesn't remember. Hey, whatever floats your boat. I'm all for it. <laughs> now get ready, because the way may be disorienting. Uh, we have liftoff. T minus ten, nine. Eight. Radical. <laughs> I, I'm sort of playing that up. No, I like it. Um, and so we did have a persona shift on purpose. Uh, but in a way, actually, as much as I don't like what Rachel's become, I like that the characters are dynamic and that this AI is going to change now and then. Uh, she may change again. Uh, we don't know what she's, what's going to happen. It may reflect his mood and his, his goals. That's kind of cool as far as character building goes. I like that. Because she's not really a character, then. She's just, like, a response. Yes, she's but like a response a that has a lot of importance to the purposefully story. Purposefully created schizophrenic personality available only for Arthur's use. Well, schizophrenia is a disorder, not by design. So I wouldn't call it schizophrenic. Well, my, my point is that it's a, it's something created by his mind mm -hmm. that's facilitated by the robots... Mm -hmm. and becomes whatever his mind wants it to be. That's not really a character. It's more his own subconscious talking to himself. Until I still think that Rachel has a lot of capabilities we don't know about, and that she might be Which doesn't more... mean that Rachel has capabilities. It means Arthur has capabilities. Unless, what? Well, but what if she lied to him about that, and that she really is this you know thing with a lot of autonomy, and just tricking him to think that, oh, it's all in your mind, Arthur. I'm whatever you create. Okay, except for the one thing I'm going to assume is true for this story is that some sort of, you know, super robot god came down and told him, all right, you uh, get to do whatever you want now. Rachel has to listen to you. So. Is that you, robot god? <laughs> 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 oh, I love this story. Okay. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, potato. <laughs> <laughs> Face switch in progress. We're now in chapter 12, face <laughs> reality. <laughs> oh. Arthur suddenly felt dizzy and sick to his stomach. His vision got blurry and then went black. Rachel appeared in front of him, but half transparent and a little fuzzy. Sensory deprivation is no fun, but I'm here for you. It'll only last a minute or two, although it can feel like much longer. Arthur attempted to nod, but couldn't feel anything in response. Rather, he imagined he was nodding instead. Oh, oh. Hmm. That went a little better. Uh, perceptually, he was extremely it was extremely disconcerting, the emptiness. He had started to feel like he might be dying. 
and was on the verge of a panic attack when was that singing or did he just lose his mind the more we get together 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 the more we get together the happier we'll be because your thoughts are my thoughts and my thoughts are your thoughts the more we get together the happier we will be Arthur would have burst out laughing if he could actually feel his body, but it was enough to completely take away that sinking, hopeless feeling. I'd laugh if I couldn't throw up. <laughs> he thought to Rachel, you are completely a nut job today, you know that? Did you know that the Urban Dictionary used to define nut job as, among other things, lacking normal perceptions of reality and just a hyperactive person that is all over the place and always looking for fun? We are both currently lacking normal perceptions of reality, and I think the second one is more or less applicable to my mood right now. After a few sec few more seconds, Arthur opened his eyes reflexively. Oh, thank God. His actual real eyes. He, sat he quickly sat up from a laying position to take in his surroundings, and more importantly, the status of his body. It was the real deal. None of the worst for wear, apparently. Uh, none the worst for wear, apparently. His skin was wet, however with a slightly viscous, mostly clear substance, like uh, the slime in the Matrix pod, maybe. <laughs> there wasn't enough e to even form a droplet anywhere, but he could feel it. What an interesting way to... Yeah, no, it kind of is very... What is this stuff? He said, feeling his arm. Buffer fluid. I read that as butter fluid, but thankfully <laughs> I corrected myself before I said it. <laughs> I'm going to call it butter fluid, though. It fills the VR oh pod oh and transfers no, essential... No, no, no. no, no, stop. We should make butter fluid part of it. <laughs> butter fluid? The buy same your, stuff we put on? Buy your butter fluid from uh, uh, Glorb's uh, supermarket uh, in the asteroid fields. I don't know. Ever since Glorblocks died, uh, Glorb's kind of went downhill in quality. <laughs> Their butter is... Uh, what does Glorb's have to do with Glorblocks? Um, everything. It's like saying, what does Steve Jobs have to do with Apple? Oh, so so Glorblox is famous for his line of convenience stores. He's famous for many a thing. Including his line of convenience stores. Mm -hmm. Glorb's butter. No, it's butter fluid. Butter fluid. <laughs> Wake up from reality with it. Oh. It fills the VR pod and transfers essential nutrients or anything else to you if needed. The nanobots take it in near the surface of the skin. It should dry out in a few minutes. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Having more or less adjusted to the sensation on his skin, Arthur began to look around the room he was in. The most obvious thing was a huge metal pod to his right. Was it metal or something else? It was difficult to say. He tried to take a few steps from the bench. He... He was on touch, on to touch, what? He was on the bench. He tried to take, he tried to take, uh, take few steps from the bench he was on to touch it. Wait, I thought he was laying down. <laughs> well, he was just, he laying down on a bench? Yeah. So he's just and laying. And now he's sitting up on the bench. So he was laying down on a bench. Yeah. Okay. And it also plugged into VR. Yeah. Okay. Just the surface he was on was a that, bench. Whatever. Uh, but his feet gave out on him. He slipped. Rachel was in motion immediately and swooped down in to stabilize him from falling flat on the surface. I thought she was see-through and only in his mind. How can she pick him up? As in, went in to control his actions and his muscles. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Whoa there, tiger. 
I don't want you to uh, getting an accidental critical energy your first day out of the pod. Your muscles are going to need a little training. What you, uh, what you are used to in VR isn't quite the correct nerve response to move your real legs. If your body were augmented normally, then it wouldn't have been an issue. But you'll be fine, love. But you'll be fine, love. Arthur recomposed himself, then realized something. She had caught him, which could only mean one thing. You're here? Are you really here with me? In the flesh, as it were, she said it like a joke. Oh, so I'm wrong. She is there. But I thought you only existed in my head. It was also confusing. Yeah, yeah, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's also due to the fact that we're seeing everything through his eyes. So it's all like, we don't have an omniscient, as omniscient a view as the writing would suggest. But I want to be omniscient. Well, don't we all? Don't we all? Still true, technically. As soon as I realized we were going to be exiting VR, I knew I needed a physical body to assist you better. Well, then what was all that BS about being in his head, uh, the, the last chapter? Mm-hmm. Uh, duh, buh, duh, buh. My mind, though, remains in the same place. Your body is essentially remote-controlled. This body. This body is essentially remote-controlled from your head. Well, that's not creepy at all. Might take some getting used to. How do you still have on the same outfit you had in VR? Not that I'm complaining or anything. So when he has sex with Rachel, he'll be able to tell her what to do in bed uh, from his head. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my mind went to. <laughs> I've been given a body. Hmm, how do I have sex with this? <laughs> She laughed rambunctiously. You think nanobots can assemble a robotic body, but not that? Silly man. <laughs> Stupid beta male. She gave him an affectionate squeeze. What? What? Assemble a robotic body, but not what? What? No, the outfit. Oh, wait. Uh, you think they can assemble a robotic body, but not an exact replica of an outfit? Uh, no. uh, oh. He returned her embrace. And then they did it. <laughs> he was finally out in the real world. He closed his eyes and breathed out slowly, then in. Maybe it was psychological, but the air here felt more fresh. He felt more alive. It was time to find out what was there, what was out there. All right. And we... now we're going to leave you all in suspense, unless you want to go read it yourself, yes. which is totally something you can do. I think we're up to part 18 or something. Um, binary algorithm has been kind of churning these out, which is fantastic if you want to read them all and stay current, or if you'd like to read them along with us, I encourage you to do either one. Either way, go uh, go tell Binary Algorithm what you think about this. Go hit them up on the short sci-fi yeah, Reddit. harass the author. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't harass him. Please give constructive criticism and good commentary. You um, know what? I will say that now that even this little bit we spent actually in reality, mm -hmm. my my head is less, you know, coming up with scenarios that could be true and saying, well, this could all be possible. I don't know what to do with this information. Well, you can still think that it's all just um, a virtual reality Yeah, simulation. but even still, like, it's, it's, it's nice to have even footing in a story. And you, uh, being in the physical reality is like... You know, having one toe on the ground at least. Did you uh, did you take the right pill? Have you woken up from your pod now? Feeling more level-headed? Matrix reference. Shut up. <laughs> well, we're going to go get um, some 
Uh, what We're going to get some butter fluid. Some butter fluid. And make some, uh, some greasy uh, 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 flap cakes. <laughs> From, uh, what, what's Tallow's? Uh... No, no, no. This is, this is my recipe. No, I you... got it off a drifter. <laughs> Why were you talking to a drifter? <laughs> I talk to drifters all the time. Oh, good. The birds that, that fly out past our spaceship, those are called drifters. Oh, I thought you meant the dirty hobos down by the rock what? alley. What? No, I don't just go talk to strangers. <laughs> drifters are fine. No, it was a carrier. Uh, it was a carrier uh, drifter. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.